Hey everybody, sorry I'm late. I lost my job as a scriptwriter in LA, so I decided that I would drink myself to death in Las Vegas. You're listening to This Film Was Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own versions of movie sequels that never got made. My name is Christopher Rivas, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hey, sorry I'm late, but I just woke up in a uh, in an underground, I guess, basement where my leg is chained to the wall, and the only thing is this saw that I guess I have to <laughs> saw my foot off to get out of this situation. <laughs> And this week, we have a very special guest. She is a multi-talented artist, a wonderful burlesque dancer, a uh, host unlike any other show and event host that I've ever seen, and a funny comedian and good friend as well. I'm talking, of course, about Samantha Garcia. Oh my goodness, that was the warmest welcome. I'm, I'm so sorry that I'm late, friends. I had to save a bunch of customers from my doomed water park that is currently filled with killer piranha. Uh, but thanks, <laughs> thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited I'm so to be here. You, I'm so glad you made it out of all those piranha uh, to be here with It was real scary. Yeah. It's very touch and go. <laughs> Today we are talking about Final Destination. Now, I know this is one of those movies. A couple weeks ago, we did Jaws, which famously has a sequel already. Um, But Final Destination is a series. There's already five of them. As far as I know, there's a one that's been greenlit, but hasn't officially been like anything shown from it uh, up to this point. So, Sam, tell us a little bit about why you picked Final Destination. These movies are so dumb. And they're yes. so fun. I, I, I am not great with scary movies. I actually don't uh, do well with them at all, but I really enjoy watching them anyway. And uh, this is one of the movies that came out when I was a, a teenager. I'll admit it. Yeah. The first one came out when I was a teenager. I was just the right age for the first Final Destination. I remember when it this was came out. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And then when the second movie came out, I remember watching it on video. And then afterwards, that one starts with a car crash, right? And uh, afterwards, I was legit scared to drive. Uh, so that one really stayed with me for a long, long time. Oh, man. Uh, the third movie, I think, is when it reaches its ultimate camp, because uh, that one's about the roller coaster crash. And it's fabulous. And that's, I really think, takes it to the next level. Um, the fourth one is the uh, race car accident. Um, that one I actually have not been able to finish because I hate the character so much it stops being fun. And then uh, I've never actually watched the fifth one. I have no idea what happens in the fifth one because I was so mad well, that's good. that the fourth one was so horrifying. Because, um, yeah, I, I like how the progression goes from being genuine scary to just getting sillier and sillier uh-huh. and sillier. And yet somehow the suspense is still there. Even as campy as it gets, it's still like, these teenagers are clearly going to be killed in horrible ways. It's I'm, I'm looking at it between my fingers, and I'm like curled up around my boyfriend, just like elbowing him in the ribs because I'm so excited about uh, watching all the, the horror. And that's, that's what good scary movies are supposed to be. And uh, I feel yes. like this series, uh, th- at least the trilogy, the original trilogy, it really knocks it out mm-hmm. of the park. Um, I watched the fifth one today. Um, what? <laughs> yeah, because it was the only free one on any of my streaming services. <laughs> what happens in the fifth one? Uh, okay, so the fifth one actually ties it all together. Um, Shut up. Yeah, because it ends with uh, the dude who escaped death and and his girl getting on a plane 
and they're in the back of the plane and they see in front of them oh. the scenes from the first movie and then it did it, it, ah. that's how it ends it blows up okay um i might have to watch the fifth one now with this bit of information yes. i'm gonna pour myself another glass of wine i'm so excited it was it was really campy um i i want to agree with you with when, I, when it comes to like a, a horror movie because like i didn't think that this was really a horror movie because i felt like the uh movie itself at that point knew it was not taking itself seriously so there were way more cringy moments like there was one death in it um i don't want to spoil it but like it was <laughs> i don't want to spoil it for sam because she's gonna she'll enjoy the hell out of it but yeah, like yeah. It these was... movies have been out for forever like anyone who hasn't watched it by now that's on us it, that is on us it involves a gymnast and i'm sure that you could <laughs> put, oh. put it all together but it was quite yes. cringy and uh I was like, oh, that wasn't really scary. That was just disgusting. And, like, I, <laughs> I felt like that's what they were going for. And, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was really poorly made. The only famous person <laughs> in it was the uh, the guy who says whammy in, uh, in Anchorman. Oh, David, David Kickner. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he was the only star they got. <laughs> Everybody else looked like like the one main bad guy of the movie. Uh he looks like a young Tom Cruise. And I feel like they they went into some of the casting being like, "Oh, he kind of looks like this star. Let's get him." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any of these movies. <laughs> what? And um, somehow, I've seen clips. I know what happens in them. Rough, like mm-hmm. I know some of the bits, right? I know the premise, but I've somehow made it without seeing a single one. And I even asked you, leading up into this project, being like, "Which one should I watch?" And you're like, "Well, if you can only watch one, watch two. And I didn't watch any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you yeah. got a lot going on. I feel you like got other stuff happening in I your life. I feel like I understood it so perfectly, you, though. Still, if you, I, I feel like just watching yeah. YouTube clips, like I didn't even watch any YouTube clips. I oh. did it all just based on <laughs> wow my, my pop culture osmosis, uh, <laughs> just your tangential knowledge. Yeah, just hearing anecdotes from other people. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Whoa, oh man, I'm so curious to see what you came up with then. Uh, uh, knowing that you have never seen any of these movies, <laughs> I am blown away. I'm absolutely blown away. Between me and Grande, we've seen the entire, se- most of the entire series, yeah. and yet somehow you have not seen any. <laughs> yeah, so it all, it all evens out. Um, <laughs> I, think, um, uh, I think we should go into Steve's thing before we go into mine. I'll throw that out there. I think we should maybe uh, have insight from someone who's seen it, who knows what's going on. Who knows what they're talking in- about. Before we go into someone who has no idea. All right, cool. Uh, (laughs) Well, mine is called Final Destination, The Big Game. Um, Okay. All right. So, uh, like I said before, um, these are all... Oh, shit. There we go. Okay. Um, All right. So, the roles are um, Jack who is a Zac Efron type. All of these are, so it's like, imagine the worst possible actors or act, you know, okay. actors for uh, these, these archetype, like these people that are playing them. Um, is this like the young Tom Cruise? Is so, this is the young Zac Efron? Yeah. 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 So, okay, okay. yeah. so Jack is a uh, Zac Efron. 
Um, Ron's John Bodega. I mean, John Boyega. I always say John Bodega. Um, He's always got bananas available. I have always got like you got to go in there for your cigarettes and. There's a cat wandering around. Um, There's there's a drunk character whose name is Stooley, and that's Adam Devine, the guy from Workaholics. Um, Okay. uh, uh, should I spell that wrong? Melina, who is a Selena Gomez ripoff, and then Zendaya, okay. I mean Yendaya, who is a Zendaya ripoff, <laughs> and then Beedris, who is a Idris Elba ripoff. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. I'm into it. So, Chris, you will be playing Jack and uh, shit. I and uh, Stooley. You'll play Got Jack it. and Stooley. Um, Sam, you'll be playing uh, Melina and Beedris. And I, I'm not sure I know uh, Selena Gomez's oeuvre well enough to rip her off properly, but I'll then, try. Then I would say just default to, uh, you know, um, main girl in the horror movie kind of arc. Okay, cool. Um, and then I will be uh, Ron and uh, Yendaya. And I'll also do... I would like to... What? I'd like to give a point to Sam for using the word oeuvre. Uh, did I use it correctly? I think oh, I, I did. I think so. I don't think we've I ever so. heard it on this show, though. So, Absolutely. Oh, that's surprising. <laughs> I haven't heard it in my life before. <laughs> um, all right. I'll also do the stage directions. Um, okay. So there's a scene in the beginning that uh, is going to take up most of your dialogue. And then at the end, um, I kind of just montage together, like, what happens in the in the big scene. All right. Okay. All right, so interior. No, oh, sorry. This is Final Destination, the big game. Interior, night, bar. Fade in on a dive bar that is called Limited Liability. The place is pretty dead. Only a few regulars sitting at the bar, a couple playing darts, and five friends who are in their 20s are sitting together in a booth, drinking yinglings and slowly lo- and drinking yinglings slowly and looking somber. We cut in and we see Jack, Melina, Yendaya, Ron, and Stooley. <laughs> Everyone is drinking, with Stooley chowing down on a pastrami and fries sandwich on white bread. We pick up with them mid-conversation. Look, everyone, I'm serious. This thing is real. James was the first person to die, and look what happened. If we aren't cautious, we're going to end up like him. That's why we need to stay home and forget about the game. Ah, come on. I've had enough of your nightmares. There's no way what happened to James is going to happen to us. There has never been an incident of multiple bear maulings that have taken place on a professional football stadium. Yeah, at least not since the 80s. <laughs> Ron and Stooley exchange a crisp high five. <laughs> Jack, honey, I really think you're just having night terrors again. You've woken me up at least five times this week. You've experienced some serious trauma over these few weeks, and I think that you should... What, go talk to a therapist? Or you could go talk to that creepy corner at the scene that said, Death doesn't like to be cheated. <laughs> Melina shoots a dirty look at Yendea, then back to Zach. Yes, or get out of town and clear your head. Get out of town? I'm already uneasy being out here. 
I should just go and not leave the house for a while. Oh, well, at least you have the option to hole up in your gated community on Evergreen Street. Not all of us have that option. Some of us need to get out of our houses for, you know, work. I've worked hard to get from where I was, so I'm not going to go to work. I mean, so I'm going to go to work and I'm not going to miss my shot. What shot? My boss told <laughs> my, my boss. <laughs> my boss told me I'm gonna be holding the yard marker tomorrow. Whoa, that's awesome! You're gonna be on the TV, dude. Up top. They exchange another crisp high five. <laughs> I like how these high fives are so crisp. Yeah. Uh, okay, I've had enough. I'm out of here. The tickets are already at the wheel call, so have fun, I guess. Jack gets up and starts to walk away. Aw, oh, come on, dude. Our seats are right in front of the mayor's personal suite. For Christ's sakes, it's going to be the safest place in the city. <laughs> it's for the division. Jack looks at Melina. Are you with me? Babe. I love you, and I will always be there for you. Since day one, I promised that our relationship would grow on the foundation of support and honesty. And Milena looks back at the rest of the table and then back at Jack. But this is for the division. <laughs> Jack is disgusted as he walks off. By the end of the day, we could have home field advantage. Home field advantage! Jack slams the door on the way out. Fade to black. All right, here we go. Uh, fade in on a sunrise <laughs> over the city. We we see a montage of the five friends from the bar. Tense music plays as the montages interspe- intersperse with each other. So everything I'm going to read is like scenes of it are you yeah. know cutting in and out of each other. So just keep that in mind. Uh, Jack, looking at the sunrise, shaking his head, he turns and starts safety-proofing his house, covering exposed wires, <laughs> making sure yep. the floors are dry, bolting the doors and windows, etc. It ends with him sitting on a recliner, picking up the remote, and turning on the pregame show. Ooh. Ron and Stooley, who... Stooley is still drunk from the night before. Uh, <laughs> see the sunrise as they drive into the parking lot. Across from them, a truck backs into the spot and hits a light post, causing most of the bolts to come out. They see an ocean of black and yellow jerseys around them as they set up their tailgate. Montage includes footage of them playing beer pong. Ron goes to retrieve a ball and almost gets hit by a car. Stooley lighting nice. the charcoal grill. Uh, mm-hmm. He has trouble lighting it so he douses it with lighter <laughs> fluid and narrowly avoids a big poof of fire yep. yeah every th- yes. there's gonna be a lot of narrowly avoids in this yeah uh, yeah <laughs> uh shots of two of them drinking heavily as they continue to tailgate Yendaya holds up her ID card <laughs> as she gets buzzed into the employee entrance. She is with her co-workers in the equipment room. A heavy box drops off the top shelf and almost hits her. Uh, she's walking around the concourse and sees a fight. Uh, she is moved by the mob of people and gets pushed up to a ledge and almost falls off. She shimmies her way out. On the field, she takes the marker and practice placing it into the ground. She realizes that it's not going into the ground. She bends over to look and at that moment a wide receiver goes to make a catch but flies over her exactly where she was standing. I love it! Um, 
<laughs> Melena in her game day gear is walking down the street. Uh, she, she's taken what Jack has said to heart and proceeds to the stadium cautiously. She double checks as she crosses the street. Out of nowhere comes a speeding Ford F-150, which she narrowly misses. She takes a second to breathe, then continues walking down the street. She stops suddenly, seeing an exposed manhole without its metal cover. <laughs> she freezes for 10 seconds, steps around I it. I want that to be a full 10 seconds of her yes. just like on screen, frozen, shocked. Steps around it and orders an Uber on her phone she's nervous the whole time during the ride as the game day fans are aggressively cutting in and out of their driving lanes to get to the stadium um she gets to the stadium entrance and walks towards the will call booth where she sees ron uh turning around from the clerk with tickets in his hand hey perfect timing yeah barely it's been a rough morning. Well, throw those cares away, because it's game day, baby. Rapid City ain't shit. <laughs> Let's go, rogues. Hey, what happened to Stooley? He got too drunk and passed out in the car again. Classic Stooley. Cut to a full yet silent stadium. The national anthem <laughs> begins. We see a montage of all five of our friends in their own places, collectively looking nervous during the anthem, except for Stooley, which will play for laughs because he's asleep in the car, storing in the passenger seat. Uh, Melena is especially nervous as she is looking around the stadium. She gets distracted by a text from Jack. The text reads, Did you make it there okay? She types back and responds, yes, but something feels off. Something about that little boy's lovely, lovely voice has me on edge. <laughs> Who would text lovely twice? This I'll, is the one point I'll, of contention I'll, I have so I far. I will explain it at the end. Um, okay. It's about to get more obvious. Uh, she tells Ron that she has to go to the restroom and head towards the concourse. Uh Back in the lot, cut to Stooley sleeping in the car. He starts to wake yep. up. He sees two fans that are still tailgating and throwing around a football. The ball soars over the head of one of them and strikes the light post hard. It knocks the final bolt off the ground <laughs> and the post rapidly starts to tip over. Stooley screams in horror as the pole crashes directly into the side of his car. <laughs> Yes. Uh, come back to the field. Yendea is preparing for kickoff. She puts down her yard marker uh, into the ground, but it doesn't go through. She bends down and sees a metal casing slightly sticking out of the ground. She goes to wipe off oh, the dirt slash grass and sees the casing has a marking on it. It reads C4. Uh, oh, no. She looks up and sees the kickoff starting with explosions following immediately behind it. Her face is filled with terror as she realizes her fate moments before she explodes into pieces oh my god wow cut to melania who i mean uh, <laughs> melina uh who is at the top of the steps she looks at ron who is also looking at her she sees the fear in his face as she realizes that jack was right uh Melena sees the mare's suite explode and witnesses a giant piece of metal fly out of the suite and strike Ron clean in that clean through the head. Oh my God. Uh, she screams and bolts for the exit. 
Uh, cut to Jack watching the TV. He frantically, he's frantically trying to call Melina. Cut to him between trying to call her and her running with the mob trying to flee. Uh, he's finally able to connect with her. She yells, you were right, just before she trips <laughs> and gets trampled by the crowd. <laughs> That might be my favorite moment in any script we've done so far. <laughs> a big boot comes down on her head. Big horror explosion with blood, you know, gush out. Uh, Jack is yelling her name as we cut to black. Later that night, faded with Jack curled up in a ball on his couch watching the news. Bane can be heard yelling, take back your city uh, from the TV. Jack hears some loud noises from outside. He looks out the window and sees his neighbors getting looted and ripped out of their homes from the mobs of rioters. Uh, he sees that they're coming for his house next. He stealthily sneaks out the back and into the alley. He turns the corner onto his block, but he stands back in the middle of the street and sees his neighborhood burning to the ground. He, f he is frozen in horror. He suddenly hears a noise behind him, and when he goes to turn, wham! He gets hit by a speeding tumbler, which sends him flying into the air, <laughs> slow-mo 3D style. He crashes into the ground, but doesn't die immediately. Immediately. He looks up and sees Beatrice, uh, the spooky coroner from earlier in the movie, standing on the sidewalk <laughs> across from him. He looks at Jack and says, A fire rises. Back to Jack's face, <laughs> yes. struggling to breathe, right before getting run over again by another tumbler. Cut to credits. <laughs> the music playing is any Papa Roach song that isn't last resort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I doubted the, the text at the beginning. That's on me. I also think that was the worst Idris Elba impression in the history of Idris uh, Elba impressions. It could be, could be, but uh, it all works. He's, he's a good that actor. Was, uh, Sam, did you get what movie was I was referencing by the end? Yes, it's one of those, uh, those they're Batman movies, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Very nice. Now, Chris, when did you get it? Because I was expecting the mayor's office, but um, you know, it wasn't until I said rogues. No, I think when you said um, mayor's office, I was like, okay. I think I, I, think I started to suspect it. Uh. I, when the, when the, the sticky thing didn't go into the ground the way it was supposed to a mm -hmm. second time, I wanted to be like, really? A second time it does? Oh, oh, C4? I see yeah. where you're going. Yeah. I see it now. Yeah. There it is. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, all movies are in the Batman universe. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> this was so much fun. I loved this. Uh I really <laughs> I'm gonna post it on Batman fan fiction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes! <laughs> do it, do I it. love this, and um, it occurred to me um, that uh, maybe I didn't really understand these movies because <laughs> it was all about narrow misses. Right? Well, it's all about mm -hmm. escaping death. Um, yeah, which I um, also I forgot to ask earlier, Sam. How like the the like the vision just kind of happened, like to the guy in the yes. movie. There was nothing that spurred yes. it, nothing that he did. It just happened. So it's like, right. why 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 is death angry at you for cheating it? 
when it gave you the playbook right before it was going to happen that one time. Yeah. yeah. It almost becomes like a time travel loop of like, well, if you know, then you change your path. But if you change your path, you've changed time. So it doesn't, how could that possibly, mm-hmm. and then it loops back around. And so maybe it's just death's way of being like, oh, let's mix it up, friends. I'll come find you two seconds after gotcha. this thing explodes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't realize the whole movie was just them having a bunch of narrow encounters. Yeah. Excuse me, narrow encounters. <laughs> uh, you didn't even YouTube it? I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm, I can't say for sure because I didn't YouTube it either, but I bet many of these scenes are just available for you to yeah, watch. Yeah, probably. I guess I was under the assumption that they escaped death once and then the rest of the movie was just... Um, creative death scenes, not narrow escapes. I mean, that's part of it. That's part yeah, of it. Yeah, it's just not all. I, of it. I was just playing it up, just. just oh, I love just to all give of him, those tropes. Just to give them tension before they actually bit it. The manhole cover was so perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that, made me that was another hit, Chris. Like yeah. I, I had Yinglings and uh, <laughs> and big yeah. sandwiches trying to get out that Pittsburgh. Black uh-huh. and yellow. It's almost like like the only thing you were missing is like, I don't know, a a, a gardener with a lawnmower <laughs> that just has a big exposed blade being like coming through. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Next like, time, rewrite. Or like uh, a clown who's juggling knives but also drinking, <laughs> and <laughs> like one sees at a football game. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic football game trope. Yeah. 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 Your football cloud, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they got to distract those bulls. <laughs> I would love. I would love it <laughs> if football had rodeo clouds <laughs> to calm down the players when they're pissed off. It's just Michael Strahan sprinting after a guy in a clown suit. (laughs) Okay, so for something completely different, um, let me take you through Final Destination 6. This is my interpretation of what a Final Destination sequel should be without ever having seen a Final Destination movie. I cannot wait to see what this is. It's uh, it's three select scenes from the movie. And um, so I've got it all cast here. I'll be doing all the stage directions and I'll be reading the role of Bailey. Sam, I'm going to have you reading the roles of Jessica, Miranda, Kate, and Cindy. And Steve, you're going to be playing Mike, Frank, and Man's voice. Got it. And uh, all of these characters are pretty flat. They're, they're dumb, and they're not necessarily good actors. Um, oh, a challenge. All right. So this Just is... like everybody else in these movies. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they got better careers than I do. I so know, good for I them. know. But after watching this and like seeing what we've written over the past couple yeah. weeks, I'm like, we could write better than this. <laughs> Some horse shit. just did. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Here we go. This is Final Destination 6. Scene number one. Interior, green room, dressing room, 
Backstage in a green room or dressing room, there are several makeup mirrors, a couch, some assorted plants, and a clothes rack. Jessica and Miranda sit on the couch reading magazines. Bailey sits at a station doing her makeup. I can't believe we all almost died in that freak stage collapsing accident at the Adult Entertainment Awards. I know, right? A knock is heard at the door. Jessica goes to the door. Who is it? Pizza! Ooh. Jessica opens the door and we see Mike, a pizza delivery guy with a large pizza box held near his crotch. Anyone order an extra, extra, extra large sausage? And pineapple? Bailey, you know I'm allergic to pineapples. Uh, don't worry. I ate all the pineapple. He looks directly into camera and winks. Mike sits on the couch between Jessica and Miranda, the pizza box on his lamp. Boy, we sure do want that pizza. But we don't have any cash. There must be something we can do. Jessica opens the pizza box and leans her head into it. We see her head bobbing and Mike leaning back and closing his eyes. Mike moans as Miranda files her nails and Bailey continues to perfect her makeup. Suddenly, we hear Jessica choke, and she raises her head out of the pizza box, grabbing her neck. Her face is turning purple and starting to swell like Schwarzenegger in Total Recall, struggling for air. Miranda runs over to Jessica, who is now lying on the floor. Ah! She's allergic to pineapple! What do we do? Mmm, nothing. More for us. Bailey and Miranda sit on opposite sides of Mike on the couch as Jessica's body continues to convulse on the ground. Now let us pay for that pizza. Miranda and Bailey both lean into the pizza box. Their heads begin to bob in rhythm. Again, Mike leans back and closes his eyes. We hear a choke and both girls emerge from the pizza box with crust shared between them in their mouths. They are both choking. <laughs> oh, holy shit, just bite it off. <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> Miranda and Bailey lean into each other, making the pizza crust fully disappear between their mouths. They stare at each other in the eyes as they both tear up. They both gag, but do not release the pizza crust. Soon they both turn purple and collapse into the pizza box. Mike looks left, then right, then slowly places the pizza box and the girls on the coffee table. He stands up, zips his pants, and slowly backs out of the room. <laughs> Walking a thin line, Rivas. A thin line. I was going to say, Rivas, I really, I, I really want to see the porn one day where uh, people are trying to give someone a blowjob, but there's one person that's just filing their nails. <laughs> Unconcerned. That's the part you took issue with? <laughs> i just never seen it. In all my many times trying to give blowjobs, if I had someone filing their nails in the back, I'd just be like, I can't concentrate. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> This is rude. I You're either going to participate or get I out. I want to see that obstacle. <laughs> you got to have mm -hmm. things for our characters to overcome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, overcome. Because yeah, uh, it's a porno. Oh, I don't know about your porn, but I like to see some character development in mine. <laughs> well, you're not going to get any of that here. Uh, <laughs> Just a stupid bull day scene. Yeah. So there we have scene number two. It's uh, exterior, it's in a backyard pool. Frank, a hunky shirtless pool boy, walks around the pool, skimming leaves and bugs from the top. Kate, a wealthy housewife wearing a negligee and silk robe, 
stands inside her house watching the pool boy through the deck windows. She drinks a martini. Kate goes out onto the pool deck. Working hard. Yes, ma'am. Kate removes a ring from her finger and purposefully drops it into the pool near the stairs. Oh, pool boy, I seem to have dropped my ring. I've got it. Frank drops the skimmer and dives into the pool after the ring. As he dives in, he hits his head on the bottom of the pool and immediately goes limp. (laughs) His body floats to the surface face down. Kate finishes her martini in one drink and throws the glass to the side. We hear it break. She jumps in the pool and immediately starts splashing around and struggling. Help! I can't! I can't swim! Kate falls below the surface. Moment later, she stops struggling and her body floats to the top, face down, alongside Frank's. <laughs> I feel like if this were if this were part of the movie, Death would just be like, "You fucking idiots!" I think, dude, this is like <laughs> this is. <laughs> Doesn't be like I had this whole thing planned out with the water pump and the net and like a buoy and you fucked it up. You ruined all my fun. You you just go in and bump your head and knock yourself out and you can't swim. This is no fun. It's it's the it's the equivalent of that Rick and Morty episode where he does a saw like thing and he's just like "Uh, just shoot three throws. Well, whatever. Those are all much better ideas. I don't know. Well, I can't wait to see what porn-related third idea you have. So instead of watching Final Destination, you just watch the porn. Got it. Got it. Time well spent, Revis. Well done. I just can't believe I didn't use like the buoy or the net in a more creative way. <laughs> But you do have a third scene. So I do have a third at least scene. One more. I do have a third scene. Okay, the third scene. Interior, home laundry room, day. We open on the laundry room of a house. There's a basket with some clothes in it. Cindy, a buxom blonde, has filled the washing machine with clothes and is pressing the button on the washing machine, but it does not start and seem to be working. Ah, come on. Cindy removes all the clothes from the machine and leans her head inside to look around. We hear a door open and a man's voice call from off screen. Hey, Cindy, you home? It's your stepbrother. Oh no, I can't let him see me like this. Cindy tries to pull herself out of the machine, but is stuck. She struggles for a moment before changing tactics. What if I just hide for now and climb out after he leaves? Cindy proceeds to climb all the way into the washing machine. The door closes behind her. The window on the washing machine door shows the inside, but we only see Cindy's back, which just looks like some clothes. Stepbrother enters. Cindy? He looks around, and he sees the washing machine and looks through the window. He calls out to Cindy. Looks like you forgot your laundry. I'll start the load for you. He presses start on the machine and exits. The machine begins to fill with water and spin, and Cindy is caught inside and tumbled around. She struggles to breathe or right herself. She hits her head and goes limp, (laughs) continuing to flop around in the washing machine. Through the window, we see the water is turned to deep red. The machine continues to spin for a moment before rumbling and suddenly stopping. Blood seeps out of the machine. I have questions. 
think I have an answer. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll start with my more PG question. What the hell kind of washing machine is this that she got stuck and wasn't like, oh no, I'm stuck? Haven't you Help seen? Me. Haven't you seen porn? Uh, but that's my next question. Which porn is this? The other two porns I know what we're referencing. This one I know what to reference for this porn. I think it's a little more modern, it, and it's it, this. The the setup is. She gets stuck doing laundry, and then stepbrother shows up and is like, "Well, I guess I'll just bang her since she's stuck." What? It's, it's horrific. It's it's been on there for a while. It is. Wow. It I'm, is horrific, but it is such a funny trope. Uh, <laughs> I don't know whether to be embarrassed or delighted that I am not familiar with this at all. Yeah. I feel like I dodged a bullet on that one. I think you did. I mean, Chris, the, that third one was real specific. <laughs> I've seen that one Not before. knowing that source material, it's very disturbing. <laughs> Although she doesn't die in it. <laughs> but how does she get out of the washing machine? So, I don't know. Is so she, Sam, is it, like, does her hair get stuck in something? Is it that her tits are so big? She like can't weasel her way out i don't that's understand good, when you, that's a good when question. you watch the video there is no conceivable reason why she can't get out of it <laughs> i'm not gonna look that I'm up not saying, i'm not gonna I'm google not that saying you should I'm, I'm not saying anyone should do what you do what you're comfortable with but like as someone that has watched that video there is no physical evidence showing me that she could not escape. So, so it starts off with her like halfway in with her ass sticking out. So that's one part of it. And then it'd be weird if she was uh, putting in the laundry from a different direction. Well, so well, sure. well, then she gets out of it somehow and then it spins around. She spins around and, and her ass gets stuck in it. And again, there is no way that <laughs> there's nothing that is holding her back from getting out of that, out of that. Uh, uh, Wait, and then is there more sex when she's trapped in that position? I don't remember after that. <laughs> oh, you don't remember. He, he didn't oh, last shirt. long enough. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I've only seen half the movie. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> well, Chris, since since you spent your time not watching it, how does it end? <laughs> I mean, I just assumed that everyone who should have died in the first place dies at the end. So, <laughs> no, I meant the other video. <laughs> oh, oh, that that video. I don't know how it ends. Great. I thought you were trying to get us back on track. <laughs> no, I did too. <laughs> no, I was steering the wrong way. Uh, All right. I don't know. Just like I, that I poor woman in the was, washing machine. I didn't know there was one single video. I thought it was just like the latest trope, like Pizza Guy or Pool Boy was stuck in <laughs> stuck in washing machine. <laughs> Some guy in browsers like stormed into a meeting room. I was like, guys, get that. <laughs> Get that bang bus out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we still got, got another dryer. year of payments on that thing, but I got a washer for free right now. <laughs> she gets stuck in it. 
<laughs> Washer, I hardly know her, huh? Nyuck, 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 nyuck. And they all laugh and light their cigars. And, and give crisp high fives. <laughs> give crisp, crisp high, high fives. fives. <laughs> All right, well, so, wow, I feel like I took the assignment too seriously. <laughs> no, I can't wait. I, I think, th- of course you are, because you're, you, you know, you love these series of films. So that's usually how this goes. Is <laughs> that's true. Chris, Chris and I do not share the same fandom for this and end up telling jokes <laughs> and or porn. They were great <laughs> jokes and just okay porn. <laughs> Really kind of upsetting porn. <laughs> Thank you for that. I was really, I want you to know that I worked really hard because. Hard, super hard on that. So did that yep. washer machine. Just long and hard on those scenes, sure. Oh, I totally did though, like go to a friend's house who was having like a writer's And were they like eating pizza meeting. and getting stuck in appliances? And, and I was like, what are some porn tropes that I can... <laughs> that I can use to make people die. And there were some there were some zingers in there. Um what? that word I was uh, let me see. There if were I ideas can... that you didn't use? Oh, oh there dear. were so many. Uh, let me see if I can oh, pull yeah, up a what couple ideas of ideas were left on the cutting room floor. Um Okay. This What are the sloppy seconds of this? <laughs> yeah, well sequel? There, here's one that's just it's got an exclamation point at the end, but it just says too much semen. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, encased in wax like they have those like a wax fetish and so like you're pouring wax on someone but then it just gets to be too much and then they get frozen in like a wax statue and their name was Madame Two Sods or something like that (laughs) well save that one for House of Wax Two (laughs) yeah that was not bad that was not bad I like that Um, yoga instructor bends someone too far Mm -hmm. classic um Cable guy, <laughs> plumber, <laughs> um, that's a, those are the those are the good ones. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one's like parallel yeah. with the pizza guy though. Yeah. so I feel like yeah. you covered that trope. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> dumb, dumb porn jokes. Uh, <laughs> I need to take a second and get reset here because Sam has like an actual. <laughs> pitch <laughs> yeah i wrote a whole movie um not really oh but okay I, take us through it sam take us through it yes so what i what i have uh conceived of is uh something i call final destination 19 <laughs> it takes place now okay so all of these scenes happen via video call much like we are doing right now. Uh, So you're either on a Zoom, you're on a Skype, you're on a Google Meet, you're on a FaceTime. That's the whole movie, right? So it starts with seven friends, who I've not given names to, who are going to go on a picnic during the height of quarantine. They think they're ready for a socially distanced quarantine. Uh, Friend number one, who is our heroine, has a vision out of nowhere that uh, they're all going to get sick from the COVID and die. Oh, no! And so she tells everyone, uh, we're all going to get sick if we go on this picnic. We can't go out there, right? And they're all like, you're dumb. Except for uh, uh, four of her friends, who I'm calling friends two through five, <laughs> who are like, you know what? I could stay home. It's cool. But friends six and seven are like, you're a dumb bitch. We're going on this picnic. Mm-hmm. You can't make me stay home. Of course, friend six is actually uh, asymptomatic. 
And of course, they go on this picnic. They sit too close. They share cheese and bread together. They drink uh-huh. and wine together. And so, uh, friend seven gets sick, and mm-hmm. both of them become very sick and die. How very sad! They get yes. the COVID and they die. Yes. Now we time jump two weeks ahead. Both of them have had their virtual funerals. It's very sad. And friends one through five are uh, both like, "Oh my God! I can't believe they both got sick on that picnic." And now two weeks later, they're both dead. What, what are we going to do? And uh, friend number one is just like, remember how I had that vision and I fucking told you so? That means death is coming for us now. Uh, so you better, you guys better take care because death is coming for all of us. Somehow we dodged it, uh, but it's coming for us. So we go to friend number five, who is on this call with everyone, who is uh, washing dishes because we're all obsessively cleaning our homes, right? Of course, there's a mysterious water spill and Mm -hmm. uh, the dishwasher is open next to the sink. (laughs) And uh, I imagine that this is a a female character. and She's just like, oh, I'm I'm washing all of my glassware and I'm washing all of my knives uh, because I'm obsessively cleaning everything. And then she slips on that water and falls on the dishwasher, accidentally stabbing herself in the chest repeatedly Um, but she drops the phone so she her death is actually off screen but Uh we can hear a lot of her be like oh no i'm stabbed (laughs) but of course no one comes to save her and she dies on that dishwasher Uh, so that's that's a real tragedy Uh, so then i haven't figured out all the transitions for this uh, but then we get to uh, friend number four who is like, ah, I just watched my friend die, Why do, but I gotta go walk my dog. It's super important that I go walk my dog. I've been walking my dog every day, and so it's important that I, I keep this up throughout the quarantine. I'll be fine. And of course, our heroine is just like, well, let me talk to you while you're dog walking. So they're walking, walking, walking. And then, not unlike how here in Chicago we had those freak storms, what was that, mm-hmm. like a week or two ago, where just all of a sudden, storm! This is what happens. Storm happens out of nowhere. There's debris flying through the air. Friend number four is just like, baby, I've made a terrible mistake. But then, of course, while she's holding the phone, talking to her friend, she gets decapitated by a mailbox or something. And uh, and so head goes somewhere. And then the phone gets caught up in the wind. Uh, the dog is running away. So we get to see her on screen get killed. Um, <laughs> but it's important that we see the dog run away and know that the dog survives. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. I haven't. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I can't decide yet if I if the dog is big enough to be able to drag her body if she's like connected to the Ooh, leash still. That would be funny. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's probably happening there. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so then we turn to friend number three. So the, the, uh, this horrifying thing has happened. So our heroine calls friend number three and is just like, "Oh my God, our friend just. What are you doing?" Uh, but friend number three has decided to go to the Costco. Because uh, they will not live in fear, and by golly, they are going to go to this big box store. Yeah, oh my goodness. Uh, but of course, they are driving while talking on the phone, and our heroine is just like, you idiot! That's so dumb! What are you doing? You're going to die! And he's just like, I'll be fine. And in fact, he is fine. He makes it all the way to the store. He parks his car. He puts his mask on. It's just like, you're overreacting. I have to get in this huge line to get into this Costco. Um, continue to talk to me while I get in this line. So as he's getting in the line... Uh, you know, the, the line wraps around the building, so they're on the sidewalk right next to the part lock. And then an anti-masker gets in his face for kind of no reason, except like, you're wearing a mask, you're a fucking pussy, you can eat shit, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, in the background, we see one of the employees of the Costco uh, collecting all the carts <laughs> or whatever <laughs> with one of those automatic cart motorized things. Yep. And then uh, just at this moment, the anti-masker gets violent and pushes uh, our friend number three out of the line. Friend number three trips over the curb and falls into the parking lot road just as the employee loses control of the carts <laughs> and 
Uh, this death is also off screen because the phone faces away from the person holding it. And all we see is the carts coming at him. Yes. And, you know, he hits the ground hard enough that he hit his head and he doesn't see what's happening. And then he gets crushed by the carts. But the phone gets crushed first. And so we can only assume that he has also been crushed by the carts. Terrible, terrible stuff. So friend number one, uh, our, our main heroine is fully like, oh, my God, I'm just watching my friends die. I better call friend number two, my last remaining friend who survived the picnic. Uh, friend number two is just like, hey, girl, hey, I'm currently rearranging my home office because I have to work from home and I have to hang this huge TV on the wall all by myself here, by myself, trying to balance all this stuff so we can see her balancing precariously with this giant TV. But of course, her cat is there and gets distracted by bits of floof and gets all twisted around her legs, which causes her to fall backwards, uh, I hope, into a glass coffee table. <laughs> and then the TV falls on top yes. of her. And then for no reason, a bookcase and then a computer and a <laughs> desk of some kind. All of this electronic equipment falls on top of her, which causes various sparks to fly. The house couch is on fire. The Everything is in flames. The cat just like peeks up and is like, ha ha, and like leaps out a window. So we know the cat is fine. Um, and then the phone cuts out because it remains in this in this fiery apartment. Uh, super terrible. Uh, our heroine is is fully horrified, uh, but has an additional vision because that oh. is a thing that happens in the movies. We're just another vision. A full deus ex machina comes to her in a vision, where she sees that in the original timeline, everyone caught the COVID, but she in fact survived the COVID. No one else did. She's the only oh. one who made it through. So death has never in fact been coming for her. And so I want just like a close up on her face that slowly pans out through the window of her apartment up. And so we see the entire town and then we see the entire world and she must live out her days in her quarantined one bedroom all alone. <laughs> Possibly the end. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, I, it's not as funny as yours. Well, no, no, I, <laughs> I, I, it's not one of yours. I think it's I think it's super realistic because there was a movie I think called like uh, Unfriended or something that was all just video messages. It was all uh, like the whole movie was just Zoom calls mm -hmm. and stuff. So this. Oh, I have not seen this. I didn't know about this. Yeah, this this format definitely fits, and you know. I mean, I don't know how Hollywood is doing what they're doing, you know, if they're doing a lot more in-house kind of stuff, you know, like this could legit happen, I think, in, yeah. in a year. If they're like, well, we ain't got no movies to put out. Well, let's make that, you know, <laughs> from from the level of how hard they tried in the fifth one, I think that this is very <laughs> obtainable uh, yeah. and very yeah. realistic. <laughs> uh, it also remi it reminds me of this movie, Agoraphobia which is maybe from Argentina, but it's just people, uh, this is, you know, obviously before COVID, but like people, you couldn't go outside or else you like, you died or you went crazy and then died or something along those lines. So there's some similarities with this story. And I feel like, I feel like you've got the backbone of the story here. And then we just mm -hmm. plug it, plug in Steve's gags for some moments of levity between the, Porn. between the gruesome deaths and then just a um, one pornographic reference <laughs> <laughs> with our powers combined we could legit make this happen <laughs> yeah. um what i what i would like to see at the end of your movie is uh 
uh, uh, friend number one like realize it and then looks out the window and sees the dog and the cat on the other side of the street Ooh, staring at them. Back. Yes. And she like <laughs> raises up her coffee cup to them and the dog and cat nod and then they run away. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. I do too. <laughs> oh, that was so wonderful. Yes, very um, on point. I think you nailed the exact what would be um somebody hire you please hire sam to write <laughs> an elongated version of this nothing else just um, outlines my goodness yeah i could so totally see this being a final destination uh, been, i feel like i've been watching a lot of horror movies during my stay at home time and i keep being like when are we going to get the the zoom version of rear window uh-huh. like, it's gonna be any day now i'm sure and i'll yeah. be very excited when it happens uh, but do we want that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna watch it. Let's yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Money Plane just came out, which uh, <laughs> is like the first movie, like new movie, to come out in a long time, and it is like one of the worst movies ever made. And all of the like reviews are just terrible, and all of your favorite like youtube podcast whatever reviewers have been just making fun of it so hard it's really wonderful to <laughs> to see um so maybe they would do that up. for a vinyl destination as well yeah i of, hope so of course i won't see it um <laughs> not with all this porn <laughs> got so many other things to watch <laughs> Which, um, which now I want to say, hey, mom, thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I built in plausible deniability into this. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your record is clean. <laughs> I have no idea what you're referencing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Sam, tell us. Oh, no, my battery uh, is running low. Sh- oh, no. Let's get through this real quick. Um Tell us a little bit about, this is a strange time, but do you have any projects upcoming, anything you're currently doing or working on? How can people um, Um, follow you? All that kind of stuff. Right now, I would uh, like to plug, I have an online cooking show on YouTube called Scantily Clad in the Kitchen, where I, as my burlesque personality, Diva La Vida, learn how to cook. Um, So we have three seasons currently available on YouTube, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try real hard to record a fourth season here in my own home, but we'll see if that happens or not. What's your favorite thing that you've made on the show so far? Oh, I don't know if I could choose. We, we've made a lot of delicious stuff. We've made uh, many baked goods that were really good. We've made some uh, like cheesy pasta stuff that I really liked. Uh, we made a lasagna in season one that is truly epic. Nice. Um, so Amazing. It's, it, they're all fabulous. Give us, the, give us it one more time. Scantily clad in the kitchen. Scantily clad in the kitchen. I'm going to check it out. I can't yeah. wait. Find it on YouTube. I'm going to check it out for cooking purposes. Chris. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I think. God damn it. Um, what else, what else you got? What else you got? It's actually rated PG-13. I would call it PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got, Sam? What else you got? That's that's really the main place to see me now. Okay. So, what about um, do you want to share your Instagram or Twitter if anybody wants to follow you on social media? Uh, so you don't I have to. I am on Instagram at Sam Gar Goals. Um, 
uh, scantily clad is on there as S-C-I-T kitchen. And then um, oh, Diva's on there as well, but I don't remember what that hand. I want to say it's La Vida Diva, if you want to follow her. Okay. For more glittery pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, thanks. thank you so much for spending today with us, Sam. This has been an absolute thank blast. Thank you so much. This is so much fun. Oh, this has been a blast. We used to do shows together, the three mm-hmm. of us, back in the day. Oh. And this was nice to sort of get the band back together a little bit, you know? Hell yeah. It's made me so happy. So yeah. happy. We'll, we'll definitely have you on again, uh, hopefully soon. We can do another oh, one. Oh, I would love to. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm actually, I've got some other things to do right now, so I can't hang out for too long. I have to run. Uh, I have to go meet up with my friends and their talking dog and their van and solve some mysteries. Oh, that sounds Ooh, fun. Well, that reminds me, I, I got to run. Uh, I just said Candyman in the mirror a couple times, <laughs> and now I think there's someone in my house. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried about you, but unfortunately, I also have to get going. I need to enter my family wine into a prestigious wine competition in Paris while bantering with a handsome French hunk who may or may not help me achieve all of my personal and professional dreams. Mm-hmm.